Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100 milligrams of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the four-star tube set with flavors such as blue raspberry, cherry blossom, more cherry, and freedom berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasmal Blooms. I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, today I am joined by my wonderful Twitch community over at twitch.tv slash phantasmalblooms because, bro, today is a very special day. It is February 1st, about 9.35pm, and is the two-year anniversary mark. For Plumes Cast. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. Right here and now. I. Did not see this coming. Just. And I'm going to be entirely off the cuff here with y'all. Because usually when I go through and decide what I'm going to talk about for Plumes Cast this week. I sit down and I debate topics for a little while. I, you know, look up ideas and topics that would support each other. You know. Or I go out and learn about something that's been driving, like, you know, either the current global population or things I've seen people, you know, have issues with. Or, more importantly, things that people have come up to me and talked to me about and wanted more advice about it. It has been a crazy two years. And it's wild to me that this is episode 70. You know, over the past year, it's been a year... We recorded 40 episodes, which, 40, missing 12 episodes, you know, considering 52 weeks, isn't that bad for a one-guy podcast, especially when every week I went out and learned something new and came back and tried to educate and make y'all laugh and have a smile with y'all. And, like, genuinely speaking, <laughs> Marcus says, didn't see this coming, that's what she said. <laughs> And, like, genuinely speaking, I am so elated to be here with my friends and do this live with everybody. I'm going to be real with y'all. This podcast is probably not going to be as quote-unquote professional as the other ones that I've done thus far in this year. Because, just to be real with y'all, like, I have my old setup on Twitch right now. Now, mind you, my old setup being the Observatarium, the neon astronaut on the back and the changing colors and the glow-in-the-dark stars 
and the astronaut that's projecting the nebulas. Like, I have this whole setup the way I used to do it way back when. Don't even have the green screen up. Because I wanted to capture just some of that, not innocence, but the starting point for this podcast for this year, you know. And prior to this, and I want to immortalize this for a little bit, we were talking about WikiFeet, we were talking about Nicki Minaj and Megan the Stallion's beef. Like, genuinely speaking, we were just having stupid fun in chat before I started recording. And it made me realize, it made me realize why I love doing this so much. Because in this, not only do I get to, you know, reach a population that I probably would have never had the opportunity to do, but more importantly, I get to share laughter with my friends, my family, my, you know, community. And it's funny. Also, Raymu says, didn't see it coming. You'll see. Oh my God. She's she's fucking quoting Persona 5. Didn't see it coming. You'll see that my mind is too fast for eyes. Don't, oh, don't read this out, Seth. I have a ritual where I have no, I have to finish Persona 5 songs. Fuck you. (laughs) See, this is the thing. Anytime somebody puts anything in chat, I end up reading it before, like, reading it out loud before actually reading it. (laughs) It reminds me, there was one point where Zach was in chat, Mr. Sir Fancy himself, the one that came up with, uh, both the intro and the outro for podcasts, as well as my intro and or my intro, original intro and BRB for the Twitch stream. He was like, "Don't read this out loud. No, stop. Don't stop. What do you mean? Why aren't you reading this?" And it's just God, pure fucking comedy. Because bro, I'm stupid. I'm stupid as fuck. You put something in front of me, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, let me let me just read that real fast." <laughs> But, genuinely speaking, it has been an absolutely crazy year. Because when I first started Plumescast, and some of you might have been here for the very beginning, but when I first started Plumescast, I didn't really care for sound quality. I advertised it as a comedy podcast when I was giving life advice and life lessons and more importantly, I was advertising it as a Twitch podcast, where I was just like, oh yeah, no, this is going to be for me continuing the conversations that we were having during cooking streams, or during you know gaming streams, when we couldn't finish the conversation, it would come to the podcast, and I don't think I genuinely ever really did that. Like, I might have taken a couple of ideas from us talking on stream, but I never was like, okay, hey, we're going to continue the conversation we were having from Wednesday when I was playing Liza P. Uh, anyway, Fuoco is a bitch. <laughs> you know? I don't think I ever did. Now, I've always had in the Twitch redeems where somebody can suggest a topic and that would basically just be the topic for the week. I've had that for a long, long time. But very few people actually sit down and use it because most of the time if somebody has a suggestion for podcast or like a topic they want me to cover they'll just reach out to me directly and be like hey Seth uh I want you or I want you to talk about you know how boys will be boys and the stereotypical or the stereotype behind it and what things get um excused in society even though they shouldn't 
you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, <laughs> Moro. But anyway, you know, it has always been a community-focused podcast where I hoped that, you know, at the end of the episode, you felt a little bit better about yourself. You laughed, you cried, you got whatever emotions you needed out. Hopefully it wasn't rage. You know, hopefully you didn't have my little character dude on, like, a punching bag and you're beating the shit out of him while listening to my voice. And you're like, no, stop, you stupid bitch. You know? <laughs> I genuinely hope no one has done that. But if you have, please send me a photo because I think it'd be funny. But anyway, <laughs> like... It blows my... And I'm, again, I'm going to be saying this shit a lot. Because usually before I do a podcast, I give myself the opportunity to sit down and like genuinely think about my topic. What kind of thing I want to you know talk about. What are the things that need to be said. And sometimes I'll jot down a little bit of notes here and there. But what I really do is I give myself the time to think. And that was the one thing I didn't do about this podcast episode, mainly because, even though it's like a big event, because to be entirely honest with you, Plume's cast was just a off-the-shoulder kind of thing, where it was just like, you know what, I want to try doing this, I want to tell stories, I want to, you know, go out and try and inspire people around the world to be a little kinder, and to remind people that they're not alone in whatever struggles they're going with. Did I do a terrible job of starting that all up? Absolutely. Like, I only just recently deleted the pinned, uh, the pinned comment I had on Reddit, where I was like, yeah, no, I made a Twitch-inspired podcast, and I feel like, already off the rip, if anyone went to my Reddit profile and saw that, they would not have, absolutely would not have, you know, wanted to listen to it. And, more importantly, they would have just, like, went, oh god, he's a podcaster, and walked away. <laughs> but, it has been an absolutely wild ride. And really, I just want, like, I just quickly, quickly glanced over everything we've covered since, uh... The one-year Plumescast anniversary, way back in 2023. Like, just talking about, you know, how we... I tried to do more cybersecurity stuff, you know, and tried to make it more educational than friend-based. I think people enjoyed, you know, hearing my takes on, like, cybersecurity and all. But at the same time, like, it's not really what anyone would have expected from a wellness and mindfulness podcast. Because at the same time, like, as much as I love teaching people, oh god, Raymu says, what's up with you millennials always making podcasts? In my day, we made radio shows about thinly veiled communism as aliens, monsters, etc. Jesus. Good callback, though. But, like, I think I make entertaining content. When I'm talking about cybersecurity and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's not what people really come to expect of me. Even though that's what I do on my day-to-day kind of thing. You know, and I always welcome those kind of questions from people. Like, I always want to be a person that somebody can come back and talk to and, you know, get any kind of advice they may need. I never ever wanted to be something that, like, seemed... What the hell? Seemed, uh too far away, you know, and 
more importantly than every or more important to me than anything was I wanted to I just wanted to seem like another person, you know? I wanted to seem like somebody like an anybody. Even though my life has been anything but in a lot of regards, I wanted to come through and have genuine conversations to show that like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you've gone through. You can be okay. You can overcome it. You can be stronger than anything else you've ever been before. And I think in some parts, I was able to do that. And I think... <clears throat> Raymond says, every man is the term you're looking for. No, you're 100% right with that. Because, um, yeah, no. Like, I have run into so many people throughout my lifetime that have used their problems their issues, their circumstances as crutches for whatever they were doing in life. You know, where they basically said, well, I've gone through X, Y, and Z. I can't do A, B, and C. One of those people was basically, and I don't really want to name names because I'm not, but like one of my best buddies back in high school, he tried to use this whole excuse of, you know, his parents were fighting and doing this, that, and the other. So he was going to go off and, you know, basically do his own thing for a little while. Came back and he was just a completely different person. And he always blamed his parents instead of, you know, actually just owning up and being a decent person. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't a decent person all the time. But, like, he definitely was a jackass when he came back. And it destroyed our friendship. You know, and that's more to the negative extreme than not. You know, unfortunately, there are people that let their problems overcome their successes and their goals in life and everything else. And unfortunately, they make some very unfortunate decisions, some permanent hint, hint, uh, solutions for temporary problems. And I remember being back in high school, being in middle school and Wanting somebody to be out there that would talk to me about the problems I was going through. Who wouldn't be afraid to come out and be like, yeah, no, I've been abused. I've been sexually harassed. I've been, you know, kicked, beaten, burned, shot at, everything else, cut. And in all of that, I wanted somebody to come out and say, I've done all the, everything that you've gone through. But I came out on the other side. And I never... When I first started Plumescast, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that at first. I didn't think that, you know, I would end up over the past year becoming so mental and wellness focused. Mental health and wellness focused, excuse me. Because it just... At the time when I first started, it just didn't seem like I had the gusto to talk about that. I didn't have the ability to talk about it. I didn't feel like I had earned the right. I didn't feel like I had survived. And the thing that really, really kicked me into high gear, and I talked about this before and I'm going to talk about it again, um, was when I was talking to my sister about the podcast like, I remember it was close to Easter-ish when I was talking about, you know, 
actually, I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before. Just real quick, excuse me while I'm quickly scroll through and uh, check with, you know, my good old collection of Plumescast episodes. So I'm just quickly going through. Okay. So, yeah, no. I ended up doing a podcast about my mom, for example. And I ended up doing a podcast about dad. Or my dad. And just the things I've learned from the both of them and everything else. And I think it was the year before when I was first doing the first year podcast. Like, when I just started out. uh, I showed it to my sister. And my sister came through. And she was like, you know what? Um, I listened to your podcast, but... I don't think it's a hundred percent honest. I don't think I think you're faking it. I think you're you haven't realized this yourself, and yet you're out here, you know, advising people to do this, that, and the other when you yourself haven't done it yet. How is that fair? How is that, you know, the right thing to do? And I was just kind of taken aback, and I ended up doing another podcast episode shortly thereafter, where I was like, you know what? Yeah, sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it, and you know. Expose yourself to these situations where you don't have everything 100% figured out, but act like you do. Because at the end of the day, if you can convince someone else that even if they don't have everything figured out, they're going to be okay, then then I'm doing the right thing. Also, Raymu says, eh, how are you going to get good at being honest without practicing a lot? I try to be as honest as I can, but I never know for sure until way later. No, exactly. And it's like, over this past year, over this past year of, you know, refining Plume's cast and, you know, editing it more and putting it in more places and going back to listening, like, that was the big thing about this year, was this year I went back and I listened to a lot of older podcast episodes, especially as I've been, you know, putting them out onto YouTube um, in the form of pods, so that way everybody can, if you're more of a visual, like you like having YouTube on, you don't have Spotify, um, or Audible or anything else, and you just like having, you know, video podcast on, then I started putting things off over on that side, I'm like, here, you know, all this has is a, uh, waveform on it, it's not anything that different, it's a waveform and a static image, that's about the gist, but... I started putting out those YouTube pods and I ended up going back and listening to my older stuff and it was just absolutely wild to me how how far I've come not in just the content creator side of things but I have gained so much more confidence in the things that I say and the things that I'm okay with saying to the point where like I almost feel like a different person because of the podcast. And I feel I truly do feel as though like I have grown so much because of y'all. And I genuinely hope that you guys have grown a bit because of me. You know, I don't always expect my podcast episodes to hit every mark. Like I expect things to, you know, fuck up. I expect people to be, you know, annoyed with the way I talk about things. I expect people to, you know, come back and, you know, argue with me about other things that I've talked about because they completely disagree. And I've never really gotten that. 
So I've always hoped that, like, if you're not fighting me on it, maybe when you listen to it, you kind of find yourself in it. You know? And maybe you find... And, like, maybe it is helping somebody out there. I... So when I first started... Like, when I first got a email from somebody in France... Genuinely, I can't remember much about this person. But I remember being so excited because it was my first real fan mail. And I never received anything like that. <laughs> Raymond says, I've disagreed before. Don't be silly. Well, fuck you. I disagree with you right now. But I got my first fan mail this year, I believe. Um, it really just made my fucking day. Because there was no way in hell. Absolutely no way in hell for this person to have found me unless they organically found me. Because that was the one thing that, like, I genuinely struggled with last year. And that's what I want to prove on the most this year is advertising. Advertising as far as the podcast goes. Like, the Fox Wife has been telling me more about Pinterest. You know, we've been talking about restarting uh, the Phantasmagoria of Plumes blog under a different name. Um, mainly because I've gone out i've learned how to be web dev certified and i can build websites why don't i build a website and then you know redirect traffic towards the website as much as i can so that way at least then i can see like you know adsense or not adsense uh search engine optimization i want could see how well that's been going and honestly it's just it's something that, like, I want to do, but I'm not 100% sure how to go about doing it. And that's kind of where I've, like, hung myself up a bit a little bit. Because I'm just like, I don't want to make a mistake. But that was the thing, too, about this past year. Is I tried reaching out and doing new forms of content. And talking about different things. And y'all allowed me to experiment. And y'all always supported me. And that's... When I learned, and I think that's the big thing about content creation, is understanding that you're going to, like, just like anything else, you're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. But when you are truly doing the right shit, and you are having fun with it, and you are, you know, being the most authentic you you can be, when you fuck up, you find out that people are still behind you. People are still, you know, your fans, the phantasmas, as I started calling y'all recently are always going to be one step behind you. And more importantly, the friends that you make from the fans, you know, or the friends that become fans, I don't know, dude. But the people that, like, genuinely care about you and support you and want to see you succeed will always allow you to fuck up and make mistakes and, you know, will come back and be like, hey, that didn't work. Okay, cool, let's... You know, are you taking suggestions? Let's talk about this. Let's go from here. And, like, that's the thing that I just genuinely appreciate about... <laughs> Marcus says, Phantasmas unite. Man, you're not even spelling it right. It's with an F, not a PH. <laughs> but, just genuinely speaking, like, Marcus, you've been a huge inspiration for a lot of this. You know, your energy... And how you just constantly carry yourself. Like, I've tried to mirror that to some degree. And I realized, too, that, like, you know, as I'm saying this, 
that we ourselves have our own, you know, content style and all that. But I realized, too, like, I've always appreciated your input. Aw, thanks, dude. Like, genuinely speaking, if when there's somebody that, like, when it comes to people that I can come to and talk to about content stuff and all, you're one of them. And also, fucking Raymu, dude. Raymu. <laughs> Also, Raymu just came back and said, I always hated cringe culture be- being so, if you fuck up once, you're doomed. Level of cynicism. Everyone's cringe. It's called experimentation and scientific method. Like, seriously, Raymu has been a massive help to all this, too. Like, I have gone to her so many times, like, hey, I want to do this. What do you think about this? I want to talk about this topic. What do you think about this? And, like, Raymu gives me the most genuine feedback, you know, now, mind you, she has also said, Seth, I'm going to be honest with you. If you fart in a microphone and put it up as a podcast episode, I'm going to call it, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, Andrew Tate could never. But, <laughs> like, I just always really appreciate having you guys in my corner. And I don't really take the time to, like, actually properly thank you enough. So I really just want to say in this, too... And again, to everybody who's, you know, exploring content creation or exploring, like, any type of new hobby, the people that you meet and the people that, like, inspire you to continuously do better because you want to do better by them, like, those are the people you want to keep around, you know? And I'm not saying this because, oh, man, I'm the content creator, I gotta befriend everybody. No, like, genuinely, I... I'm so thankful for the podcast and for the friends I've made by doing it, you know, and how much our friendships I would like to think have deepened because we talk about this stuff and because, like, when I'm doing a podcast episode, something that you guys have suggested, I think about y'all and I think about how to best approach a topic because I don't want to, you know, lead you astray. I don't want, like, I know the way to talk to people because I think of how I want would want to talk to y'all and be like, all right, you know what? Let's be real. You know, life kind of fucking sucks at times, but so long as we're together, we got it. Now, in saying that too, I can't give shout outs to, you know, all my friends and not give a shout out to one of the most important people in my life. And that is the Fox wife. You know, also, who who clipped that? <laughs> Been doing Plume's cast for two... Is it my Plume? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, what are y'all doing? <laughs> but, I just want to be real with y'all. Like, there has been no one else in this world that I would have rather experimented doing Plume's cast with than the Fox Wife. Like, genuinely... She, my fiance has been the most absolutely supportive person whenever it comes to any of my creative efforts. Like, I I told her, I told her multiple times. I had conversations with her where I was like, look, you know, I feel like I'm underperforming. I feel like I'm, you know, not, I'm not acting accordingly. I'm not, you know, producing content like I should. I feel like a failure as a content creator. I should stop. And then like, you know, even more aggressively I was like look I'm coming up on 30 you know I feel like I'm wasting my life to some degree lol forgotten no links <laughs> it's all good homie um honestly I 
I keep forgetting that I have not made you mod. I made you VIP, which I thought would get you past all of that. I'm about to just make you straight mod, but... <laughs> um, all that to say, like, I was like, yeah, no, I'm about to hit 30. Like, I haven't hit the numbers that I thought I was going to be hitting, so on and so forth. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. Like, that woman has absolutely pulled me out of so many deep blue funks that, like, I would then take her words and come to podcast or come to stream and be more energized because of them. Tolkien wrote The Hobbit at 45, calm your tits. I mean, you know, I saw that. I saw that. And it, it is, it's a fantastic, you know, reminder that age doesn't really define success. Age isn't a milestone that once you pass a certain point, you're not going to be able to continuously make successful things. Like, I think about, you know, the Markipliers, the PewDiePies, the, you know, everything else of the world who has been doing this for much longer than I have, who's figured, who's gone through the struggle and who's figured all this out. And, you know, even though they're getting closer to their 40s, they aren't stopping. You know, they're hitting peaks in their, or they're not hitting peaks, they're hitting, you know, new highs in their content and having fun with it all along the way. And like that, that's something that she really wanted to impart into me too, was just like, so long as you're having fun, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how many people come out to the podcast. It doesn't matter how many people come out to the Twitch stream. Like, genuinely, so long as you are enjoying what you're doing, the people will come in due time. And that that just always stuck with me. And again, you guys allow me to make mistakes, to fuck up, to experiment. And I think y'all kind of, you know, enjoy hanging around me because of it. Because I say stupid shit every now and again. But then I follow it up with some of the most sage-like advice that I think anyone can hear. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. I just genuinely mean, like, the stupidest things can inspire the most profound wisdoms out of anybody. You know, you sit there and you have a stupid conversation about, you know, monkeys and typewriters... And all of a sudden, it leads to the discovery that, you know, if you put enough monkeys in front of typewriters, they're going to write a fucking book. Ramu says, yeah, celebrities fuck up as much as, or as much or more than normal people. We just see the glamour side. Gives off an illusion. For sure. Absolutely for sure. And it's like, the thing that I appreciate the most about podcasts specifically Because I could talk about the Twitch side of things and be like, the thing I appreciate the most about, you know, Twitch and being a streamer and being a content creator in this regard is it allows me to flex my creativity and my social skills in a way that work just doesn't allow me to do. You know, I work in a very quiet position. Do I talk with people? Sure. But it's nowhere near where I could be and where I would want to be. And, you know, being able to talk with new people and flex my creativity and just do a bunch of silly things like making TikToks and having fun about stupid shit. Like I don't get those opportunities often and I wouldn't have gone them, you know, at the job site as is like they're few and far between, like I said. So to come home and to be able to do this 
and just have a grand fucking time every time I come up to the mic. Dude, I love it. Now, to bring it back to the podcast side of things, like, by all means, this is a flex of a different kind or a different side of me. The teacher side, the mentor side, the person that's like, you know what? I've gone through a bunch of this shit. I'm not going to let you fail. Because there's so much shit out there. There's so much toxic masculinity bullshit that a lot of people subscribe to that unfortunately ends up just spreading more hate. And when I can sit down and have a conversation with y'all and be like, look, you know, don't listen to it. It's bullshit. I know it's hard right now, but it gets better. And I can make one person smile like, dude, I know I'm doing the right thing. And I love it. I absolutely am enamored by the fact that I can reach out to people and be like, you're going to be okay. Because the more I teach, the more I learn. And the more I learn, the more I want to learn. Because, you know, I never ever want to stop growing as a person. I never want to stop growing as a friend. I never want to stop growing, you know, just as a human. I want to constantly remind people that every day is what you make of it. The thing that happened yesterday, you can't change anymore, unfortunately, despite how badly it hurts. And the thing that's coming tomorrow, well, as much as you want to change it, you can't because there's just no physical way to do so. You know, and unfortunately, we all have the same clock. Never stop growing as a insert jelloism here. God. But, like, we all deal off the same clock. And unfortunately, the commodity known as time has been marketed to us and sold to us in so many different ways that any free time that we have now feels as though we should be going out and, like, building the best, like, making money or, you know doing a side hustle or starting a business like free time is such a foreign concept now free time just means you're lazy free time means you're this and it's become such a negative thing that like i really hope that when people discover my podcast when people hear you know my voice whenever they you know laugh alongside me when i'm on one of my upteenth tangents they sit there and they just breathe and they're in the moment and they remember that everything's not you know as crazy as it seems that they can take the opportunity to just relax to you know understand that while things might be rough now they will get better especially if we all come together and just work as a greater unit You know, and actually look out for other people despite everything that can separate us. You know, I I will say this. I am so incredibly proud of our generation and the generation following us. I I don't know too much about Gen Alpha. I'm going to be honest. If there's anyone from Gen Alpha listening to this, I apologize for all the cuss words I have taught you. Please don't send your parents after me. But between Millennials, uh, Younger Gen X, and Gen Z... I am so amazingly impressed by our resilience because we're tired of it. We're tired of, you know, dealing with all the bullshit that life has to throw at us. And we've come together and made some real great changes. You know, the boycotts are working. 
we're starting to see actual news, you know, channels talk about the bullshit going on in Palestine and actually talking about the horrendous things that Israel's been doing, you know, and trying to keep accountability. Ramu says, if there's anyone from Gen Alpha, don't actually stick your yacht out to the Riz- God, don't actually stick your yacht to the Rizzler. Oh my God. Jesus fucking Christ. I think you had to look that one up, Ramu. But it's, I know for a fact you ain't that hip. Because even I didn't know what that was for a little bit. And I was like, God, I'm finally getting old. But, you know, it's one of those things where I feel as though Marcus says, lol, it's too late for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like, we can be the change that we want to be, and I think we're finally starting to remember that. Raymond says, my most retweeted tweet is that, dude. I know all about the skibbity. Oh, God. I, I, I'm terrified to even fucking ask. But, you know, that's but that's the thing. That's like, you know, we have been making significant changes in the world, despite the fact that we haven't had the power to do so. And I just want... At the end of the day, whenever you're done listening to a podcast of mine, to remind people that, yes, you know, when you work together with the world, when you forgive yourself for the, you know, wrongdoings of the past, when you allow yourself to grow and be human and just be honest with your emotions and your feelings and just, you don't hide anything. You don't let the world tell you what to do. You can make a difference. And I want that strength, that spark, that flame to ignite within people. So that way everybody remembers that at the end of the day, life is what you make of it. Oh God. Rimu actually just posted a tweet in my chat and I'm not going to be able to click on it. (laughs) But, again, like, the more I sit here. And the more I learn and the more I, you know, expose myself to the world to pick up everything that it has to offer. Like, I I started reading again because of podcast. You know, I started getting more seriously involved in books because I wanted to learn more so I could come to talk to y'all and be like, hey, here's this interesting thing I learned. You know, if you want to have a conversation about this, I can now. You know, because that's the thing. It's like, I never wanted to, if somebody came up and sent an email to plumescast or gmail.com or reach out to me any other way, I never wanted somebody to come out and be like, hey, uh, I, I had this, you know, problem and I don't know what to do with it. I never wanted somebody to, or I never wanted to look at that and be like, shit, I don't have an answer either. You know, if I was going to say that, then I'd follow it up with, Look, man, I may not have the answer, but here's resources. Like, here's stuff you can look up. I don't, you know, but the most important thing about all of it is, is I hope you are giving yourself, you know, the peace and the kindness to stumble for a little bit and to figure out what you need to do. But, and it just, it genuinely is wild to me. The amount of stuff that I've gotten into this past year because of the confidence boost you guys have given me, I 
I don't think I'd be the same person without this podcast. And I'm so incredibly thankful to everybody here that allows me to, you know, every week strive for something new, to learn something new, to, you know, learn it and then be able to teach it to y'all. Which then, you know, reinforces the lessons in me. Like, I could not be more thankful. I could not be more thankful for having such a loving and amazing community. And yeah, no, we might not be the biggest before any detractors come out and be like, Well, you know, you only have these many downloads. Meanwhile, while my penis music podcast has got ten gazillion followers. Like, you know what? Good for you. The thing that I have truly learned this year is I... Not only can I be experimentative, but the stuff that I do, the stuff that I record, so long as it hits the people that need to hear it and hits the people that I want to hear it, who cares about the rest? You know, if random people start finding Plumescast, that's cool. Penis Music is Jello's podcast, I think. And yeah, it has way more subscribers. God... I could fully believe it, honestly. If I was if I was ever to make a new podcast, I'd call it Penis Music. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> call me Phantasma Penis. <laughs> but all things, you know, said here. And I also want to open the floor here to anybody in chat. Like, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns that you want me to talk about, you know over this last half bit of podcast or even the last five minutes, however long this turns out to be like, feel free to, you know, put them in chat. This is why I'm doing it live because I wanted people to have the opportunity to directly talk with me. Um, but yeah, no, just going back to the whole numbers game just for a little bit longer. Like I, I couldn't be more proud of how I've grown with the podcast is there still stuff I need to learn how to do? Absolutely. You know, are there upgrades that I want to do as far as the podcast is concerned? For sure. You know, I think the big things I really want to do is I want to do some sound isolation. You know, I want to do a little bit of soundproofing just because the podcast doesn't sound bad, you know, especially, but like in my car, for example, specifically, uh, whenever I'm listening to the podcast, it it just sounds like sometimes the head like it doesn't sound right for some reason and maybe i've like bass or bass bass boosted the back end and it sounds different because of that but like you know i'm going to get a pop filter so that over this you know pop filter enhanced mic so that way when i'm making the sounds it's not you know asmr for y'all um you know, really the thing is, is like, I need to figure out where, like, what other things y'all want me to improve on? What other things, you know, do you want me to cover? Um, you know, cause another thing I want to do is start doing interviews. You know, I actually reached out and I don't think it's going to make of anything because I haven't heard anything back, but I reached out and I talked to... Goodness, I couldn't even name the group now. But it was a group that was basically interviewing streamers and content creators. And it's like, hey, we want to hear your life story. Well, I reached out to them like, hey, 
that's a really cool thing, but uh, I want to hear your life story. You know, this is what I do. Here's the podcast that I run. And I'm just curious, like, would you like to come on and have a conversation? I'm not going to charge you whatsoever kind of thing. And unfortunately, I didn't hear anything back. But I want to. I want to start having more two-way conversations, I guess. <laughs> Ramu says, interview Amelia Watson, can't hurt to ask. Like, genuinely speaking, if I had the ability... To reach out to Amelia Watson and, like, know that she would see it? Sure. absolutely. I'd love to interview a VTuber. Like, I think that's one thing I really want to do, you know, this upcoming year. Is allow more community stories to come on. Like, I've talked about it before in the past where I was like, yeah, no... If you have a story like that you want to share, your wins, your losses, anything else, send it to the podcast email and I'll read it on stream or on podcast and talk about it. You know, if you want me to talk about it or if you just want to share your successes, like that's the thing. When social media itself has become so cluttered with bullshit and hate, I just want one spot one spot that people could come out to and get a bit of good news, you know? And the thing that kept me from, because I was considering this for a little bit too, was I wanted to do a segment where I was like, all right, it's time for good news with blooms. And I would just find a random news story and read it. The thing that kept me from doing it was because, one, you know, I'm not entirely sure the copyright side of things. I, uh... And I didn't want to get, you know, into legal trouble with that kind of side of thing. Like, even if I quoted it out and I was like, all right, today's story comes from The Sun, written by, you know, Janet Jackson. <laughs> then, and then, like, read the title and all that, like I was doing an MFA report. Like, even though I wanted to do that, I didn't know the legality of it. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll leave it be. And sure, could I summarize things? Of course. But that didn't seem right either. Because at that point, I'm basically just reading Reddit stories. You know? And that was another thing I thought about doing. Is like, you know, there's a very popular podcast called r slash that was a starting inspiration for Plumescast to some degree. You know? And it made me realize, like, how I wanted to hold myself. Also... Ramu says, Seth, bad news. I got word from Janet Jackson's attorney. It's not pretty. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But, like, I thought I thought about doing something similar to r slash and finding a good subreddit and being like, hey, I want to talk about, you know, this positive thing that somebody's going through. But it didn't feel right. You know, I didn't want to, you know, send them a DM and be like, hey, just so you're aware, I'm talking about your post on, you know, my podcast, Plumescast. It's uh, airing this time at this date. I uh, hope you'll go give it a listen. Like, that just felt kind of scummy. So, all that to say, you know, when it comes time to, and I think, you know, this might come down the line when we build the community out a bit more. But, like, I genuinely want to have a spot where I can say, okay hey, here's some good news from the community. And we just talk about your wins. Like, for example, Meher just passed a massive fucking security test. Or a certification test. 
and he was telling me how afraid he was of it, and he just sent me a gif not too, too long ago that was like, when you think, or when you passed a test, you thought you failed, and I was just so incredibly proud of him, you know, and like, whenever you guys have your wins, whenever you guys have your success stories, and you don't necessarily have quote-unquote group or the people to celebrate that with, I want that to be us. Like, please never feel or never feel ashamed for wanting to be boastful about a win, even if it's a small win. Because that's something that I've always kind of pressed on the show, too, is not every day is going to be a knockout out of the park. Not every podcast I record is going to be a fantastic one. And more importantly, not every person you meet is going to want to be your friend. But it's the things that we find in the in-betweens, you know, the things that we knock out of the park, even if no one else sees them, that makes it all the more wild. And you start looking for, and especially when you start sharing these stories with people, you know, you start looking for more of them. When, you know, you have a positive mindset, when you're searching for positivity, you end up finding more than anything else. And even if you want to come through and be like, hey, I want to, you know... Calling, paging Dr. Plumes, you know, just be like, hey, I'm, I want to talk, or the, uh, you know, I really, <laughs> I really wish I could grab, like, the Animal Crossing sound bit for Dr. Shrunk, you know, the, you know, <laughs> but just repurpose that and be like, all right, it's time for, you know, Plumes the Shrink. <laughs> or plumes the shrunk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just talk about like, all right, the doctor's in. What do you want to talk about? And then read a story. And oh my god, Ramu says my w or my W's involve stupid yacht and Rizzler comics. Good lord. <laughs> but you know, we just come in and you know, I read an email live on podcast, and we have like a conversation about it. You know, and then maybe that's what I base that episode off of. I'm not entirely sure how I could do it. But that's what my heart tells me to do is just, you know, if you feel comfortable with sharing those stories, those, you know, personal moments, similar to what I've done on the sh- or on podcast and on stream, you know, feel free to send them my way. Because, again, at the end of the day, like... I want people to know when they join this community, when they subscribe to the podcast, when they subscribe to the Twitch, when they subscribe to YouTube, they follow me on Twitter, they, you know, all the social media sites, all the fun shit, you know, when they find this community, I want it to be warm, I want it to be welcoming, it's gonna be silly as fuck, you know, that's unfortunately the curse of it, but, (laughs) the monkey's paw, if you will, but... It's going to be something that people want to be a part of. And if drama came up from it, then, okay, let's have a conversation. You know, I don't want to put anybody on blast and be like, alright, this fucker's doing this, that, and the other. But I want to I want to give, like, an opportunity to be like, why? Why would you do that? You know, similar to that spam bot that came into our DMs when I was streaming, and I was like, you know what, hey, why are you doing this? 
Ramu says, I am a curse. Even Gojo is afraid of me. Oh my god. You know what? I, I can understand that reference. I watched almost all of season two of Jujutsu Kaisen with the Fox Wife. So, you know, I understand that. <laughs> oh, man. She is my special, all right. <laughs> but, all that to say, like, I I genuinely love what the podcast has become, and I wanted to keep growing. You know, I wanted to keep, you know, I want to keep going out and challenging myself to learn new things and to have conversations about the things you want me to talk about. You know, because I think the further I come with all this, the more well-rounded a person I become, and the more, the more I'm able to talk about this shit, and with confidence, you know, when I go back and listen to earlier podcasts, I sounded so fucking meek. I sounded so, you know, wimpy. I, I didn't have any conviction to it. I had my moments where I'd just catch off and go. But, you know, and I can't I can't even say that I've fully grown out of it. Like, there are times where I'm talking and I get into a, you know, thought pattern. And I end up, you know, kind of debating with myself for a little while. Like, what, how do I want to say this? While I'm in the middle of saying it. And I don't think that necessarily depicts a weakness or anything like that. But it does, you know, take away just a tiny bit, I feel like, of credibility. Despite the fact that I show the humanity that I am making, like, this decision live. I'm having this conversation with you live. Like, this isn't something I scripted. This is coming straight from me. And I hope that's a better reflection on my character Instead of the professionalism of being a podcaster. (laughs) But all that to say, I want the podcast to continue growing. I want to keep learning and growing and building myself up and having just crazy fun times. I want to interview people, even if that interview is through a piece of paper. I'm just reading your successes on podcast and having just an extra little segment on top of everything else. Like, it wouldn't... That's the thing I want to really put out there is it wouldn't replace anything about the podcast. It would be an add-on and maybe even a story that allows me to transition into, you know, whatever we were going to talk about that day. But all in all, I do want to open the floor to more interviews, you know. I want to inspire people to, you know, Pick up a mic and make their own podcast, I say, eyeing Ramu in the chat. You know, make the mistakes, record a couple of episodes, have fun with it, and, you know, do what you want to do. Also, Ramu says, let's see if we can get this podcast to 100 years when we can 3D print Tamamo. <laughs> you can do that now, it just won't look pretty. But <laughs> Anyway, all that to say, like... I want to work on building the community side of this a little bit more. Um, you know, that that is my big goal for the podcast for season three, as it were. Where we go through, we get into deeper stories. We No, the person, not a figure. Oh! I feel like we'd be playing God at that point. I don't think that's safe. But, you know, that's the thing I just truly want to get deeper into the, you know, more uncomfortable stories, especially, like, the thing that 
is probably going to be the hardest thing for me to do this year with podcast is maybe get a little more political and not be afraid to get political because I've kind of I've really tried to stand pretty neutral as far as the podcast is concerned and kind of keep myself, you know, seemingly neutral is in all regards when really I'm I'm pretty decently left wing or left uh leaning um which you know I'll be real with you it really comes down to what we're talking about as far as politics goes like as far as uh as far as cybersecurity and stuff I'm very conservative about that I feel like you know, the more the government hinders the ability to perform cybersecurity type activities, uh, the more we hinder ourselves and just kind of almost cause more damage and cause more of a reason for people to come after us kind of thing. Also, Ramu says, what is the deal with the IDF bombing a bank to kill some bank robbers, right? <laughs> Jesus. I hope that didn't happen. But that's the thing, it's just like, you know, I think it's pretty obvious where I stand on the Palestine issue, you know, from the, uh, from the land of the sea, Palestine will be free, but it's a metaphor, oh thank Christ, it sounds something entirely correct, or not entirely correct, but something entirely plausible with how crazy this war has been, and like genuinely speaking, this is something that, like, I've kind of kept to my chest. And something that, like, I think a lot of people would agree with. But it's just, like, have you ever genuinely sat down? Like, when you were a kid, and you were learning about World War II, and you were learning about the Holocaust, and you sat there and you wondered, how the fuck could this happen? Like, people know that mass genocide's a terrible thing. How the fuck does this happen? And then all of a sudden you blink and you're living it. And it's just like, mind you, it's to a smaller scale, quote-unquote, but it doesn't make it right. These people, these innocent people are dying. And for what? You know, and the worst part of it is, the absolute worst part of it is, is you have these Israeli, you know, soldiers, captains, posting on TikTok... It wasn't considered a terrible thing back then. It was considered science. I disagree. I will argue that. I don't think that was science. I think there were absolutely people. Like, to tyrannical people, the means will always be worth the end. But, like, genuinely speaking, these people are posting, you know, these clear, clear war crimes... And they're laughing about it. They're having a good time about it. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to kill all these people. And it's just, it's so heartbreaking. Because you read these comments supporting it. And it's just like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with this world? And God, the thing that really just pissed me off the most was when... uh former president Obama came out and basically said, well, the American people paid for these, you know, these attacks with their tax dollars. So really the blood's on everybody's hands. And she's like, man, media diet to sum up. True. Very true. 
but it's just, I sat there, I'm like, I didn't get to choose where the fuck that money went, if I got the choice, like, seriously, I may have talked about this before in the past, but I have always had this lottery plan. And I'll tell you what this is. It sounds a lot worse when I just say it like that. But if I had ever won the lottery, I had always had this plan where I wanted to take a significant chunk of it. Also, Raymond says, yeah, I guess all the people in third world countries are genociders for paying taxes. Guess we are all evil. God. Honestly. But... Um... When, if and when I ever won the lottery, I wanted to take a significant chunk of it, and I wanted to build kind of, it's hard to explain, but I wanted to build a re-entry into society point for homeless people. And what I would do is, basically, there is this type of plastic that's used in, I can't remember the place in Tokyo, but it's a very high, like, volcanic, or very high earthquake activity type area. They're domes, essentially, that are made of plastic. These things are very resilient to the elements, and more than anything, they would keep somebody safe. So what I wanted to do was build these, like, dome communities, and of that, I wanted it to be a very reuse or like energy or not energy efficient but uh green energy very green energy friendly where a lot of the electricity that you get is coming from nearby solar panels the water that you use even though there's water coming in from you know a water pipe and a sewer system it's in part reclam- or reclaimed water from the environment like rainwater that you can use to water the garden Like, I wanted a community garden to be there. I wanted, you know, like, the whole thing about it was I wanted to have a school on the inside where homeless people could come in, live for, you know, basically free. It would be a few dollars, a few dollars a day, even if they can afford it. And what I'd want it to do is you, if you're homeless... You can come in, live in this community, but it was basically a two-strike system where if you, you know, broke something or if you, like, actively caused trouble in the community, you did something, like, horrendous, you know, you kind of got a warning. And it's just like, hey, don't do that. That's not right, you know. And basically, the whole thing about it is you give these people access to education, You know, to at least be able to figure out, you know, how to read, how to write, how to, you know, get back into how to enter taxes, how to do this. You know, basic things that really public education should have covered. All right. And these teachers that come through are either paid by me or they're volunteers. But you work with the community to find things that these people can do, you know, really... Like, whether that be, fuck, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, like, what jobs immediately come to mind. 
But similar to how certain prisons, if you're inside there, they have jobs that you can work to reduce your sentence and make money to set, to buy things at the prison you know, community, it would almost be something similar to that where the jobs done by those people, like maybe doing a soup kitchen uh, or something similar where these people learn skills that can better themselves to get them out of the homeless shelter, you know, or not the homeless shelter, but my like little homeless community. And the whole point of it is it's very low income or very like cheap to come in and be a part of this. The whole thing about it is you have to work together to keep it clean. Like everybody comes in, they have their own lock for a, or for their door that gets changed out. You know, whenever somebody moves out, of that, you know, dome, they have a safe to put their stuff that anyone that got in couldn't get into kind of thing. They could be given basic necessities, you know, the things that get tossed over at, you know, these at Target, at Walmart, things that don't sell that end up going to like bargain hunting shit. Dude, I'd be making that shit my bitch just so that way people could have these basic amenities that should be provided to people. And the whole premise of it is, is the first generation, quote unquote, would be, you know, would be basically a sunk cost. But when these people get out, they have the opportunity or like when they start making enough that they can move out on their own, you know, they send back money if they want to. Or they come back and they volunteer their time or they come back and like, you know, actually want to improve this. And then, you know, with enough of positivity and goodwill and that kind of shit, like these communities start popping up across the country and giving people a second chance. Like, that's why I want to call I don't want to call it a homeless shelter. I want it to be a second chance community where really the government ain't doing shit to regulate this. It's not anything government backed It is fully for people who want to see people succeed. And the whole thing is, if you want to stay in, you know, you end up like you have to, you know, be clean if possible. You know, I want withdrawal. I want like, you know, I want to establish a Alcoholics Anonymous area or club within that community. So that way, hey, once a month. Here you go. Here's somebody that's going to come in and talk to you about this. You know, I want these people who society often cast aside for no other reason besides the fact that they just got unlucky to have a very fair and easy chance to get in and, you know, rebuild themselves and come back and contribute back to society. I don't want, like, I don't want these people to be forgotten about. Because at the end of the day, they're still human. And the fact that we fail to do this, the fact that we implement so many anti-homeless, you know, amenities, it's horseshit. The money that they are spending to put that shit there, dude, could fund my whole plan. But again, I want it to be very community center. I want the people that are in that community to support each other. I want people to feel like, hey, if you have a story you want to share, come and say, like, tell your story. 
tell people, you know, what you did to end up in this situation. Share your lessons because some of these people are incredibly wise and incredibly smart. They just got unlucky or they had something that, you know, brought them down. But give these people the opportunity to be real people again. That, like, again, that's if I win the lottery, that is absolutely one of the key things I want to do. And I don't know how expensive it is. I really don't. You know, it's something that if I got the opportunity to do that, I would put, you know, let's say I want $100 million, okay? I would take, you know, maybe $5 million of that and let the fox wife and I do what we want to do with it. You know, we would take it, we would pay off our debts, pay off our cars, buy a nice house, and maybe do some exploring. Have a great wedding, that's for fucking sure. But, you know, and have a fantastic honeymoon. But... At that point, you know, once we're done with it, that five, whatever's left of that five million after the fact that we gone out and played for a little bit goes into a savings account for us. You know, of that, you know, a hundred million, a chunk of that is just going into, you know, a high yield savings account may go into multiple. So that way, you know, it's insured. And then a good chunk of that would probably go into a CD. So that way I can start actually building, like contacting the people that are involved in all this and start building this community by the land, by the water reclamation, you know, jugs, reach out to, you know, YouTubers and be like, Hey, you know, cause I've seen YouTubers who are like, Hey, this is how I, you know, built a self-sustaining farm. Reach out to them and be like, hey, I want to give you this amount of money to do this here. Would you be willing to do this? People that I know have good intentions, that want to do right for the world, I want to give them the chance to do that. And I want to see when we choose to be human, when we choose to be good, when we choose to, you know, take the stories and the lessons that we've had inside all of us put and put that all on display to build a better community. I want to see what that achieves. Not as some kind of human test. You know, this ain't some sociology test that I really want to drive home. It's, I want to give these people the chance that I never had that I had to pull myself. Like, thankfully my situation wasn't that bad to the point where I was on the street for that long. But it taught me a lot. And it made me want to hate the world. Especially when people looked at me with cold eyes. But to be able to come back and do the things that I do. And inspire the people that I have and have these conversations that we have. Dude, that that is what really makes me proud about... Being a podcaster like this, being a Twitch streamer like this, just being a content creator in general, because I get to hopefully inspire people 
to be the best selves that they can be despite everything else. Because in every instance, I could have grown up to be a spiteful person. But it's because of people like y'all and because of, you know, me never wanting to be that kind of negative person myself that I could overcome it. And I want that for everybody else. But anyway, I have been rambling for a long fucking time here. So I'm going to go ahead and end things off. Also, it's starting to get late. It's like nearly 11 o'clock right now. And Pika Snooze is waiting for me to get to bed. So remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got uh, Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in the form of pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email address again, plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough plumes for you, find more topics such as book reviews and technology over at Phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com. That URL one more time, Phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com. Oh, Ramu says, oh gosh, didn't notice your cowlick until now. Don't I feel silly? I didn't even realize I had a cowlick because of the headphones. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, thank you for an amazing year. Let's make year three even better. Bye-bye.